Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great episode this week, but before we get started, I want to take some time to talk about the partners of this podcast. The Bear Hunting Podcast is proud to be partnered with Batum 907 Bear Attractants out of Alaska. I've been using their attractants for a number of years now, and in my opinion, um, I, I just think they're unrivaled in terms of potency. Um, you know, up here in Michigan, I hunt really high-pressure public land uh, every year, and while I've been using their attractants, I've had up to like 20 different bears visiting my bait site. Um, you know, and there, there's plenty of bear, bait sites for the bears to choose from. So, uh, but they consistently found mine. So, uh, I just think they're unrivaled. You, you really can't beat them. So, matter of fact, I just got my yearly order from Batum the other day, <clears throat> which is, by the way, shipped free from Alaska. And uh, I can't wait to get out on the base this year. So if you're looking for a bear attractant, check them out. Um, so the Bear Hunting Podcast also partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Uh, bear Hunting Magazine's been in print for over 18 years. Uh, they provide folks with some just great information on bear hunting. So if you're a bait guy, spawn stalk, houndsman, um, or just, you know, trying to go on a bear hunt, look for an outfitter or something, check them out. Uh, they got it all. So, um, you know, actually the other day... I was looking through, uh, um, I, I pulled a Minnesota bear tag, and I was looking through my old back issues of Bear Hunting Magazine, because it's nice to have a collection of them, and I remember there was a uh, article about baiting bears in Minnesota, so I went through the back issues and pulled it out and re-educated myself on the subject, so it's nice to have that. Um, also, if you haven't seen it before, Bear Hunting Magazine produces the show Bear Horizons, um, it's free online and just got all kinds of great bear hunting stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, there'll be a link for all this stuff in the podcast description. So also, um, if you want to subscribe to bear hunting magazine, which I highly recommend use the promo code BHP at checkout to receive $5 off a subscription, which is already at a really, really great rate. So, uh, you really can't, it's worth every penny for sure. So all right, onto the show. Um, today uh, we're talking with Clint Mitchell, and this is going to be actually a two-part episode. So you know, tune in for the other part uh, next week, or if you're listening to this later, um, the week before. So check it out. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Uh, so tonight we're at a undisclosed location here in the West UP. I'm actually at a bear camp. Uh, we're not doing any bear hunting right now, but uh, it's pretty cool. This is actually our first live, not really live, but in-person interview, so I'm kind of excited about this. So um, I'm not going to tell you exactly where we're at, but I'll give you a riddle. Uh, the place is haunted, so that's all I've got. All right, so tonight we're uh, talking to Clint Mitchell. He's a uh, houndsman here in the West UP, and uh, actually we, we met a few years ago on the Woods Bear Hunting, so... Uh, he's a great guy and uh, thought he'd be awesome to bring along. So, Clint, how you doing? Yeah, very good. That's awfully nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a great guy out in the woods for sure. So, actually, the first time I met you, it was kind of funny. It, uh, you, you, were out of the, you jumped out of the truck, and you kind of looked like a cowboy. You had a big revolver on your hip. And, that, uh, that is true. I, you, every, every kill season, there is a forty four mag on my hip. <laughs> it was kind of funny. You had, like, the, the dog leash on you. It looked like a lasso. It was, like, very, like, cowboy-esque. It was funny. I think you had a flannel shirt on. Was, that's, a, that's a good possibility. It's quite the impression. It was funny. So, anyway. So, um, you run dogs, hounds, whatever you want to call it, out here in the West UP. Yep. Um... 
And uh, so, how did you did you how did you get into hounds? You grew up with them, or yes, uh, I started hound hunting when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins they they all had owned coon dogs, mm-hmm. uh, and this is I, I grew up in Luzerne, Michigan. Okay, yep, which is about thirty minutes uh, east of Grayling, Michigan. Yeah, in, in the Red Oak BMU. Yep, uh, kind of fell into it. My my cousins they. They wanted to. Uh, they they ran into some bear hunters, I believe, if if my story's right. And mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, hell, why don't why don't we try that? You yeah, know, we, we got dogs. Yeah. Well, it took a few years to find out that it's not. Mm-hmm. If you don't just <laughs> fall into it. Right. Exactly. Um, 1998, uh, we killed our first bear with okay. our own dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and my cousin Terry had drawn a red oak tag, and they actually shot it together. Okay. Um, and my my dad ended up with the tag, and it wasn't wasn't a giant bear. It ended mm-hmm. up being a 185 pound sow. Mm-hmm. And we still got that rug hanging on the wall at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how long I've I've been at it personally. Okay. Um, you know, it's not a thing where we've been doing it generationally, but we had mm-hmm. friends who were who were houndsmen, and more and more as the years went on, mm-hmm. and who've done it for. Years as we were kind of mm-hmm. talking yeah. earlier about you know back in the days before before telemetry collars even yeah. existed you know yep. and, and that kind of stuff and and they were very good people to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, I drew my own red oak tag mm-hmm. when I was 14 years old in uh, 2002 mm-hmm. and wound up shooting a 505 pound black bear on the ground. That's a way to start. Yeah, <laughs> well, that spoils you. <laughs> um, have you met that? Have you? Have no, you I, I haven't even helped anybody kill a bear bigger than that yet. <laughs> anyway, it was like 505 pounds on the ground. Yeah. Now, we we had thought we were chasing a 200-pounder at the yeah. time. Uh, and somebody saw it cross the road yeah. with the dogs, and uh, and they came over. The, the time we used CBs, mm-hmm. and they said, that is a giant bear that just crossed the road in front of your dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... and my uh, my cousin Shane, uh, he you know he got me out of the truck. Mm-hmm. I probably was sleeping at the time, <laughs> and and he said we got to go. Yeah, and we we ran into the woods to get ahead of the dogs, mm-hmm. and we finally got ahead of the dogs. There was a beaver flooding. Yeah, with a small creek that was maybe maybe as wide as this table, mm-hmm. and no more than four feet. Yeah, and we looked out, and there's there's the bear. Walking mm-hmm. in in the water, coming towards us, had no idea we were there. Uh-huh. Dogs jumping back and forth across the creek, mm-hmm. and it you know perfect clearing right in front of me. Yeah, came out in front of me. I ended up shooting it uh, three times, <laughs> just point blank range with yeah. a twelve gauge slug, and the bear literally died fifteen feet away on the ground. Wow. So that was <laughs> that was my first bear. Mm-hmm. Um, my my dad obviously he he had had hounds. You know, mm-hmm. once once everybody got into it in the family, yeah, and we started out with with just a ragtag, uh-huh. you know, bunch of hounds. I mean, he had a walker, uh-huh. he had a bloodhound, <laughs> he, he's had miscellaneous plots. And uh-huh. We've had blue ticks, so we've had mixes of everything in between. Yeah, um, I I didn't personally get my own dogs. I kind of I kind of gave myself a. a for better words, just mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't let myself get dogs okay. because I didn't feel I could give them the opportunity to hunt as much as they needed to. Gotcha. Until I graduated college. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> and and that being said, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went to school into a profession that uh, 
that was going to allow me to have a lot of free time to run dogs. I mean, yeah. I'm a registered nurse, mm-hmm. and and right as of this moment, I'm working 12-hour shifts, so I work yeah. three days a week. Oh, nice. So fast forward through college, uh-huh. I, I mean, I still hunted. I still went out as much as I possibly could. I missed yeah. a couple of UP bear seasons that we used to go up on, mm-hmm. and and it just killed me. <laughs> yeah. So when, yep. when college got done, and, and it was well worth it, mm-hmm. I'll say that, um, got my first dog. We used uh, to have a friend that would come up and hunt with us from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He, he he was a plot guy, mm-hmm. um, and he gave me my first plot. Okay, wow. You know, up up until that point, I I didn't care what color the dog was. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, we've we've owned everything. Yeah, exactly. Minus red bones. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But uh, and and I had that dog and and was able to hunt it with good. Mm-hmm. dogs and we had good dogs we've always had good dogs in the family you know mm-hmm. not all of them are the best obviously quite a few that would stand out more so than the others mm-hmm. i i began to look at the history of the plot hound mm-hmm. um and fell in love with the breed yeah so you you go to my yard right now and I've currently got seven dogs. Uh-huh. One of them is, is a, a brand new puppy. I mean, I just mm-hmm. got it last weekend. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's all plots. Yeah. Plots or I, I do have a line that we've we've kept going mm-hmm. since almost at the very beginning. Okay. That was a, a cross between plots and, and walkers, you know, best of best breeding. Yeah. And it's several generations. I still have, I've got two dogs that are part of that line. Okay. You know, one that it was my dad's, mm-hmm. um, who he, he's passed away now. Mm-hmm. He, he died of cancer a few years ago. Okay. And that was, I went from one dog yeah. to five overnight, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, you know, long before my dad died, I just, he couldn't, he was sick, couldn't hunt. Yeah. So yeah. I, I took his pack and hunted it. And that's how I got into the whole pack. You yeah. Know, where, and, and most of those dogs have, have, passed away since then but this one yeah. dog is the the last dog that he had okay and i've i've bred that dog and, and mm-hmm. kept a, a pup out of that okay um that's you know that's in a nutshell that's my history behind hound hunting i mean mm-hmm. hunting in the up yeah and that's been going on since almost the beginning yeah you know, we used to oh for nearly 20 years if not more than 20 years we've mm-hmm. been coming up to the Galance area mm-hmm. or maybe yep. just west of that uh okay. Highway 16 corridor, North yeah. Canton. Yeah. Yep. So the Amasaw and the um, well, not really Amasaw. That's more the Baraga unit. Yeah. There. That's that's all Baraga. Yep. Yep. So that's where we hunted, and we used to just camp. Yeah. Bob Lake area. That uh-huh. was. Uh, we used to camp there. Mm-hmm. We used to rent miscellaneous cabins. Yeah. Um, you know, you got 15, awesome. 20 dogs tied out in the yard of these camps, and <laughs> that's uh, awesome. you know, and, and these guys were were real good about it. The people yeah. who owned the camps, they they were curtailing to us because it's that's right. business that they're probably not going to get that time. Of yeah, year. exactly. Because nobody, so. I mean, hound season here in Michigan. I should probably do a little background here about Michigan hunting for the non-Michigan listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so the in Michigan. Uh, uh, Clint talked about the red oak unit. So in the bears are you're allowed to hunt them in the northern lower peninsula and then all the upper peninsula. So the red oak unit as well as the Gladwin and Baldwin units are in the northern lower, and they have really good bear densities. But being closer to metropolitan areas, there's a lot of hunter pressure. There's a lot of people wanting the tags, and so it takes a while to draw a tag. Yeah, when I first got mine, it yeah. was it was only four years. Yeah, now it's like seven. 
Oh, eight maybe. Eight, yeah, it's it's and, a long wait between bears. Well, and completely, almost completely different animals as far as how the hunts are, are set up. The the mm-hmm. lower peninsula is, I think, eight days. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Eight, eight or nine it's days. It's a very short season. Yeah, you've got and it's the like first late September. Two years, yep. The first yep. two days is bait hunt only, and then the last part of it's dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And I think the last, it, well, the the middle of it's like both. And then the very last day is hounds only. Yeah, it switches year yeah. to year. Yeah. And then it shuts off for a week, opens yep. back up a week later yep. for uh, bow hunting only. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, I was going to say. There's like an archery only season yep. in Red Oak, which is interesting. Yep. So Now jump across the bridge. Yeah. And mm. September 10th to the mm-hmm. end of October. Yep, exactly. You know, Wide open. Opens uh, uh, your first, second, third hunts at different time frames. Yep, but. exactly. And the only, uh, the only restriction on that is that... Um, you can only use bait for the first five days of the yep. season. First hunt, the, first hunt yep, is bait hunt only. Yep, September 10th, and then after that, it's hounds and bait. Yep. And then oh, there's no... The, the close to... Uh, so the first season is the only one that closes any yeah. different. It closes yep. five days yep. sooner. Yep. And so um, with the first season, you're going to wait a bunch of years for tags, but uh, with the second and third season second season you can get you know usually every other year and some units two years or something like that but third season typically is every single year you can draw a tag for certain areas for certain yeah, Berglund for sure yeah Berga, uh carney gwyn are all yep. basically you put in a tag and you draw yeah you know, put yep. in for a third season and you get it for me uh i've been putting in for amasaw I probably could have had it if I put in for third hunt, yeah. but I, I put in for typically second or third, yeah. or in my case, I, I put in for first or second. Yeah. If I get a first hunt tag, I, I'm probably not going to utilize it because right. I'm going to be running dogs, Exactly. but it, it's just, you got it one yep. way or another. Exactly. So Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's mm-hmm. Michigan bear hunting in a, a yeah. nutshell. Yeah, exactly. There we go. We just went, draw your tags yep. <laughs> or put in for your tags now because it's application yeah. season here in Michigan, so, yep. which I still need to do. I actually... So, uh, this, I'm rabbit trailing, that's okay. So, I actually haven't put in for my tag yet. Because, well, the reason why, here's the why. Okay, so me and a buddy I was in the Marine Corps with, we're, uh, we've been putting in for tags for Minnesota for a few years. Yeah. And we're going to, we're supposed to draw it this year. And I, I want to make sure that that's, you know, I, I, I from what I read, I'm going to draw it. But I, I just want to make sure. Yeah. And then that's going to, as long as I draw that, it's going to. You know, that's going to make my plans anyway. But I don't know for sure. If for some crazy reason I don't draw it, that's going to drastically change what pick tag I put in for. Right. So, yeah. but, uh, well, maybe it will. I don't know. So, I haven't decided. Anyway. Okay. Well, it, and just want to copy back on uh, yeah. the, the Foley Swamp plot. Yes. Yes. So, as I told you, the first dog, yeah. my, actually, my very first dog I bought mm-hmm. was a blue tick. Okay. Uh, from a man named Howard Hale mm-hmm. when I was 12 years old. Yeah. Now, I, I bought it. I was 12 years old. Yeah. My dad took it. Right. Me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? He hunted it. Exactly. I still was there. Sure, it was my, my dog. I paid yep. for it. <laughs> yep, exactly. But I was just a little kid at that point. Yeah, yep. Uh, you know, fast forward. My first mm-hmm. dog I got out of college. Mm-hmm. When I was done with college, I'm working. Yeah. Was a plot. Yeah. You know, southern, southern breeding. Okay. Uh, Came from Pocahontas breeding, okay, which is you know just a small history on that goes mm-hmm. back to West Virginia. Okay, there's a, a gentleman there named Eugene Walker who okay. uh, who started that line. Okay, and they're known for being very good all around big game mm-hmm. or coon dogs. Okay, um, and and every breed has its own. Yeah. Some people like a you know a huskier maybe mm-hmm. a houndy looking dog, mm-hmm. uh, where 
the other plot breeders go more towards maybe a cur looking dog okay. where they got a little bit more shorter ears, a little mm-hmm. bit skinnier build. Yeah. Uh, What's the advantages of that? Uh, your hounds, and this this goes, there's history. Big, yeah, big right, plot history with right. this. I mean, if you go back to the days of a gentleman named Von Plot, who mm-hmm. he was into this century, you know, mm-hmm. where, uh, which he was actually a big part of the beginning of the Michigan bear hunt. Okay. Which is a, another little yeah. story I could tell you in a minute. <laughs> okay. But um, Von Plot, mm-hmm. is, he, he liked, he called them hounds. Yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, plot hound, plot hound bear dogs. Mm-hmm. There, there's he, he liked them more houndy looking. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer ears, and and mm-hmm. you're not gonna find a plot that has great big droopy long ears like right. you do on your walkers and your your red mm-hmm. bones and, and whatnot yeah. or your your blue ticks for that matter. Yeah, they, I'll even be one of the first to admit that they're they're more cur bred, mm-hmm. which curs are. A little bit maybe skinnier, mm-hmm. more athletically built, mm-hmm. shorter ears, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe faster in in their approach to things. You yeah. know, maybe not faster all around. And 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 it's in the plot world. There's mixes mm-hmm. everywhere in between of, of those particular characteristics. Okay. Um, but as far as uh, the the plots go, you go back to Vaughn's father. Mm-hmm. His name was Mont. And he, I, if I get my history correct, he got flat out mad if you called them hounds. Really? They were curse. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, funny. You know, and, and going back to, this is, like I said, this is mm-hmm. why I fell in love with the plot hounds is because mm-hmm. there is so much trackable history yeah. of them, of, you know, from the family that came over in the 1700s initially with their, their plot bear dogs. Yeah. Your yeah. plot big game dogs. So... You know, and I've read uh, Bob Plot's book. He's got mm-hmm. a book called Strike and Stay that has a lot of very, very, very good history, mm-hmm. and he did an awfully good job at uh, at gathering as much as he possibly could. Yeah. You know, to to put it all into one piece to give you an idea of how the plot became what it is today. Okay, that's cool. Uh, that's my story of of the plots. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. got my first plot, fell in love with it. it was mm-hmm. a very I still have him to this day. Yeah. Very good dog. What's his name? His name is Jig. Okay, Jig. Okay. Yeah, and I've, I've got some funny names. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay it's cool. Which is kind of a, an off run of my dad. My dad, he never, mm-hmm. you know, there, there were never any Lucy's. Or, yeah. I was going to say, does anybody ever name their, their hound Tom, Tom or something? I, oh, yeah, yeah. I had, <laughs> but I, I had a dog named Hula Hoop. <laughs> um, and his his dog that I've yeah. got, you know, the one that's the, the crossbred, yeah. his name is Tallywhacker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, it's memorable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know your dog's names now. I don't right. forget that. <laughs> and, and he's a very good dog. Yeah. Uh, so the Foley Swamp part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, where I grew up hunting was in Luzerne. Okay. Yep. And it, if you are familiar with Luzerne, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe the, just that northern region, there is a very large swamp that abuts the Asalo River mm-hmm. uh, just to the, the north, and it'd be east of or I'm sorry, west of Luzerne, that's called Foley Swamp. Okay, gotcha. Now, most of your your guys who run hound kennels, you know, they their hound, or their kennel name, mm-hmm. has something that probably has to do with their, where they live. Okay. You know, there's, yeah. there's especially down, down south, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Laurel Mountain Plots, the Nebo Mountain Plots, uh, just... Okay. Something where it, that's the mountain that they are accustomed to hunting to. Yeah. And for mm. me, I, I grew up 
hunting foley swamp. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I was there way more often than I wanted to. It's not a fun swamp to hunt. And gotcha. So, uh, bears or deer too? There's deer in there, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, deer hunting, that's another story. Like I, <laughs> I don't put in near the effort deer yeah. hunting that I do with the hounds. I mean, I, yeah. I, I hunt deer. Yeah. I'm the same way. But you know, I, I'm not gonna cry if I don't shoot an eight pointer. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Every year, I, yep. it's it's just way too hard to hunt around here for that. Oh yeah, for and sure. I, Put in way too much time, money, and effort into hound hunting. To mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and buy all these scent blockers oh, exactly. and all this scent blocking clothing necessarily. Yeah. To I'll buy the bare bones yeah, for deer hunting. Exactly. You know, hound hunting. It's yeah. That's another story. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're kind of both in the same boat. We're right. we're younger. We've got uh, young families, and mm-hmm. I, I, I joke around with my friends. I only have so much uh, <clears throat> hunting capital. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I usually burn ninety five percent of it on bear hunting myself. Same, oh, same yeah. here. You know. Same here. <laughs> That's that's what I do. Yeah. So that yeah that right there that's Foley Swamp plots. Mm-hmm. You know I stuck with the plots and and this is like a thing you you're talking about. I'm talking about plots. I love plots. Yeah. I, I like any hound dog. Yeah. You know yeah. I, I'm not uh, how could I say racist against other breeds <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. You, you get buddies all together. I've got very good friends that run walkers. You know. Yeah. And I, I got another good buddy. He has a couple red bones that he's in love with and, mm-hmm. and other real good friends that hunt blue ticks. Yeah. And you get talk, you get bantering back and forth mm-hmm. about the different breeds, and it's like a Ford versus Chevy versus yeah. Mopar. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it turns into, you know. Right. Nobody's really that serious about, you yeah, know, exactly. cutting you down about, oh, you're running a plot or yeah. you're running a walker. How many slick <laughs> trees have you had this year, you know? It, but it's it's all in good fun. Kind yeah. Of, you know? We get together at the, the bear hunting banquets every year for either you know Michigan bear hunters or the the UP mm-hmm. bear houndsmen or or whatever, and yep. we we jab each other around. Oh it's, yeah, it's of good course. fun. Most of us know each other yeah and most of us like each other yep. you know one way or another so. oh yeah for sure so like i'm not a houndsman but the one thing i can say that i i've just sort of from the outset I've noticed is that you guys are some of the most tight-knit hunters i know i mean oh yeah you all know each other um i mean good grief i'm friends with a guy out in maine and i don't even know how you know the guy but you're friends with them right oh yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah I, I there are people and i personally met a lot of these people a lot yeah. of them i haven't i mean yeah Say you go onto my Facebook, mm-hmm. probably eighty-five percent, if not more, <laughs> are people that are just their hound people yeah, yep. from all over, not just the country, you yeah. know, the world, the I world think. really. Oh I mean, yeah, people from Japan, people from uh, mm-hmm. Bulgaria, Sweden. Yep. You know, and I'll talk to them every once in a while when they have yeah. a question for me. A lot of them will ask me if I have mm-hmm. puppies for sale, and because mm-hmm. over in those countries, they they don't just have you know, plot hounds yeah. readily available, and right. And, and it's to me, I've never personally sent a dog overseas, but <laughs> it's it, there's a process to it, and there's guys mm-hmm. that know how to do it. I, I know those people, yeah. So if I needed to, it would you could. make it a lot easier. Right. But it's cool, yeah. So you know, and and, and through the, the plot world mm-hmm. in general, I mean, I I've been to the last few years, been going down to the American Plot Association mm-hmm. uh, breed days down in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, used to be held in, in South Carolina. I'd never been to that, but yeah. I, I go down there, and I actually run into a lot of Michigan and Wisconsin guys that really? I personally know down there that you know I've mm-hmm. good friends with here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I might not see them here ever. <laughs> right. I run into them in Tennessee. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and and just you meet more and more people every yeah. time you go. Exactly. And and to be honest, you know, with my I have a separate page for mm-hmm. for my hounds. Yeah. You know, it's it's the you know, Clint Mitchell's Foley Swamp plot. Yeah, yep. Uh, and which, by the way, there'll be a link for that in um, 
in the description of this podcast. So if you want to check that out or interested in buying a dog, yeah, there you go. See, and, and it's not a thing where I'm not necessarily in this business for yeah. I, I shouldn't even say business. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in it to make money. Right. I mean, it's it's in it for the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Know, to make better dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's any awesome. way that you possibly can. Yeah, right. one. That's awesome. That's where. <clears throat> well, so for your your bait hunters and your hound hunters, where where mm-hmm. a lot of us differ. Your bait hunter, you want to shoot a bear. Yeah, exactly. You know, you yeah. want to shoot a bear, and a lot of you, a lot of you want to shoot a decent bear. Yeah, exactly. You know, where where the houndsmen, we, oh, we don't particularly care. Um, if we ever shoot a bear again, a lot of us we shot bear. Yeah. Like I told you, my first bear was five hundred five pounds. Right. There's a good chance I'm never gonna top that again. <laughs> right. You know, where it's gonna be a long time. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, I've only ever personally shot two bears. Wow. Uh, one in the lower, one up here. Mm-hmm. My bear up here was 150 pounds. Nice. Totally happy with that, you know. Yeah, exactly. I've helped an awful lot of people kill big mm-hmm. bears uh, between my family and I. You yeah. Know, not just me. In, in more recent years, I've hunted mm-hmm. not not alone, but yeah, I've I've put in a lot of work to make my dogs very good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not going to say they're the best. They're way way more dogs out there that i would probably consider to be better than mine yeah you know but i hunt god awful hard yeah with these hounds i mean if i'm from july 8th on if i'm not working Mm -hmm. i am running dogs i mean even even if the weather's crap i'm probably still going to be out there trying yeah exactly no okay so this is that's something i've always wondered about um hound hunters is i i hear it's not just you it's a lot of hound hunters that you know, oh, I've shot maybe one bear, two bears, whatever, and I don't have the desire for that. It's so for me, like I'm a very pragmatic hunter, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I put in the work, and I, I like because my big goal is to get bear meat. I don't really care about the size of the bear, but I want bear meat in the freezer, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if I got hounds. I'd be like, sweet, I'm gonna fill my my tag, I'm gonna fill my wife's tag, and we're gonna stock the freezer full of bear meat. Not always the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, that's, there's, that's like uh, the thirty thousand. Oh yeah, by the way, this is what I'm gonna do. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, if it was the case, I mean, uh, there's a misconception mm-hmm. about hound hunting that it's it's guarantees you. Yeah, a bear. exactly. You know, oh we, yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier before we were recording that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we filled seven of eight tags this year. Yeah. So we still had one tag that we didn't fill. Right, exactly. And we hunted every single day yep. for damn near three weeks straight. Yep. So it's not a guarantee. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we... I mean, in reality, too, I mean, I think if most hunters actually sat, um, if either you're a spawn stock guy or you're a, um, a bee hunter, I feel like if, if you sat, you know, all day, every day for three weeks, you'd probably get a bear no matter what, too. Right. You know? So, I mean, I think it's but, just you guys yeah, put but a not everybody, Yeah, it. not everybody has that chance exactly. to hunt either. Exactly. You know? yeah. Where, like I said, with my career, I I curtail it around bear hunting. That's awesome. My vacation is yeah. bear season. You know, yep. that's, that's, I take as much time as I possibly can, as much as they'll let me take. Yeah. It's September 15th on, as mm-hmm. long as I can get. And sometimes it's... You know, maybe only until the first week in October. Yeah. Maybe it goes till the 20th of October. I don't know. It's, right. And, and, I mean, we're, the tags are long mm-hmm. gone. They're either filled or, or people had to go home at that yeah. point, you know. But yep. uh, I still will try and find somebody here or there mm-hmm. that, that has a tag that wants to run. Yeah. You know, where, uh, and and I, I tell them straight up, it's it's mm-hmm. never a guarantee, you know. But yeah. 
uh, I'm sure you've seen it before where you've mm-hmm. got a bear that you'd really like to shoot. Mm-hmm. Coming in every single night. Yep. But he's coming in at midnight. Yep. He's exactly. coming in at three o'clock in the morning. Yep. You know, and that's I'll I'll talk to bait sitters like that and 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 uh, I'll say, hey, do you, you know if you need help, mm-hmm. here's my phone number. Yeah. And in in all disclosure, I don't run a, a guide service. Yeah. Yep. I uh, in, in the 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 literal term where you're compensating me yeah, monetarily exactly. or whatever. I see you and mm-hmm. you're you're having a bummer time. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you thought that a hound man or a, a group of hound guys busted your bear out of there or whatever, mm-hmm. but you still got a bear coming in at three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. so you got your hopes real high. Yeah, it's getting to be the last few days of your season. You know, mm-hmm. well, hey, I we can probably work that out. You know, I can, right. still can't guarantee it's going to work out, but I, right. it gives you it increases your chances. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's actually pretty admirable. So. It's and, and for example, this past season, my my mm-hmm. buddy he shows up. I had two second season tags that mm-hmm. uh, that we filled yeah. before he got there, and in, in Michigan you can still, as long as you have, if you don't have a, a kill tag, yeah. if you don't have an actual harvest tag, yep. you have to buy as houndsman. You have to purchase a no kill tag. Yeah, yep. Which it, it's same price as, yep. as a regular tag, but it, it allows you to be able to handle your dogs, run bear. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just can't kill anything. Right, exactly. So he said, "Well, I, you know, he's had." We have a quiet period too, yeah. where you can't yep. run your dogs leading up to yep. the actual opener season. Yeah, I think it's five days before opener. If I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Or no, yeah. no, up here it's the. Oh, God, I'd have to look at it, but it, it's either five or ten days. Okay. Yeah, it might be September first. We're done here, and, and I could be could be wrong about that. It's mm-hmm. just it's the same time frame yeah. every year though. Yeah. Um. So and he had some weddings and stuff he had to go to, so mm-hmm. he missed a couple of weekends down home running, and. uh so he got up and wanted to run his dogs. Yeah. Like, well, hey, let's just let's just go out and and we'll just stretch our dogs. You know, mm-hmm. give them a. If if the bear won't treat, we'll just go ten miles and call it good. Yeah. We didn't have a tag with us at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, we put down on a bear that we, judging by the camera, mm-hmm. and cameras are pretty hard to judge a bear on. Mm-hmm. Even it, it looked decent. Yeah. We figured, yeah, you know, if it if it goes, if it goes that far, and they go that far a lot. Yeah. Yep. We'll just. We'll call it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. But we happened to run into a, a bear camp in the middle of the woods. Okay. These guys that were just camped out, staked out in the middle of the woods, not too far from where my bait was. And uh-huh. uh, I stopped in. This bear was jumped. Yeah. We saw the bear cross the road from a distance. Still didn't know how big it actually was. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the guys like, hey, do, do you have a bear tag? Yeah. I said, well, I, I don't, but my friend does. Uh-huh. You know, he's just going to do something in the woods real quick. He'll be back. You know, and I asked him, do you want to, do you want to run? Yeah. See, yeah, he'd probably be all for it. Yeah. So I told him he'd be right back. Mm-hmm. You know, we just went down the road to make sure that the dogs were going where we thought they were going to go and, mm-hmm. and and ran into him, actually, and told him what was going on. Mm-hmm. Came back, threw him in the truck with us, mm-hmm. and he had a good time. We didn't get the bear because uh-huh. what we wanted to do, like I said, no more than 10 miles yeah. just to get dogs' legs stretched out from, from being rested up for however long. Yeah, exactly. 20 miles later, <laughs> the bear outran us. Oh, wow. And it wound up only wow. being like a 150-ish pound mm-hmm. bear. We, we don't know how big it was, obviously, right. but it wasn't that it wasn't big. big. Do the little runs one run more than the big ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, all training season here, I'll, I'm not going to purposely put down on a big bear because yeah. you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. Okay. Um. Interesting. You know, the the little bears, yeah, they're going to run a lot further. Yeah. You know, they're going to outrun your dog, especially real early in the season. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I might go all training season personally, mm-hmm. uh, and only tree 10 bears. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, I jump a lot of bears. And what I mean by jump is you, you put down on a track, mm-hmm. the dogs chase it until the bear is up and, and running. That's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll jump a bear every mm-hmm. single day that I go out right. and maybe only tree one a week. Oh, wow. And, you know, and sometimes one every other week or two every other week if I'm lucky. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's just how it goes with those little mm-hmm. bears. I'm, I'm purposely, yeah, you targeting know, those. if I see a bait or or a track, if I'm, I'm driving around rigging, mm-hmm. which rigging is in its own terminology is, is you're driving around and, and your dogs all of a sudden pop their heads out, start barking. Okay, yep. They, is they that also s- called a strike dog? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Rig, rig strike. Yeah. Okay. They strike a bear. Yep. You're you're gonna try and find the track if you possibly can. Yeah. You know, and depending on the size, like like for me, if I see a track that's as wide as a dollar bill or bigger, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna put down on mm-hmm. that because it's you're gonna catch the bear, yep. especially if if it's hot enough that dogs will rig it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna catch the bear. You got a good possibility of having dogs get beat up by a big bear that just doesn't want to treat yeah um and and that's not to say big bears don't treat i've had really good luck my whole hunting career with big bears tree okay but nine times out of ten it's gonna want to sit and fight okay you know that's cool and and like i said you're just asking for Mm -hmm. trouble with a big bear and not and that's also not to say that little bears don't sit and fight yeah they, they will, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you do have a pack of dogs that's in shape, yeah, can catch a bear that's that's outrunning them, mm-hmm. and they just get this. It's kind of like short man syndrome. Yeah, exactly. You know, yep. where they think they're a little bit tougher than they actually are, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, they're tough. They yeah. they can oh, put a dog yeah. out of commission for a long time. They can even kill a dog. Yeah, but yeah. it's not as likely. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I spend July through late August running these. 150 pounders, you know, mm-hmm. 120 pounders that have been spanking me all year <laughs> long. And, well, you know, my dogs ran 15, 20 miles a day. Yeah. And, and as I said, I hunt every day that I can. Mm-hmm. And unless my dogs put over 20 miles a day on, I'll still run them. Yeah. It, it's, you know, kind of like a an athlete. You still got to go out and, and practice the next day. Yeah, and exactly. practice like you yep. Practice like you, you're, you're doing the real deal. Mm-hmm. And, and by August, all of a sudden, I'm treeing these 150-pounders. Yeah. You know, and then come September, they've got a good break. Mm-hmm. You know, anything, if they got any pads that are chewed up or they got any pulled muscles or whatever, they can get a good rest on them. Mm-hmm. You can actually, they can actually maybe put on a little bit of, <laughs> of food, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll feed them way more in, in the summertime than I will in, in the winter. Yeah. Because they'll... They'll get fat. Right, exactly. In the wintertime, if you feed them what you're feeding them in, in the uh, in the summer. Yep. Um, but they, they look, they'll be rock solid. Yeah. I mean, they are athletes. Uh-huh. That, that's the only way I can awesome. describe hounds is they are athletes, you know. And mm-hmm. and it's just like, say, you know, mm-hmm. you or I, we're, we're in high school football. Yep. You're starting football in August and, mm-hmm. and it's two-a-days and you're running mm-hmm. two or three miles a day and doing drills and everything. Yep. You're whooped for the first couple of weeks of it but then all of a sudden you're used to it yep exactly and and you start actually building muscles and and you're by the time the first game rolls around yeah you're not quite there mm-hmm. but by the end of the season you're just you're a well-oiled machine you're you're in shape yep same thing goes with dogs yep exactly so and then you go sit around all winter and, and eat pizza oh no <laughs> <laughs> well you guys we, we do we, we do 
you know, we cat hunt, we, okay. we run coyotes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't do that quite as hard as I, I would like to actually yeah. with the, the baby. Yeah. Like I was saying, goes back to hunting capital. <laughs> yeah. You know, pick your battles. Yep. You know, I, my fiance puts off an awful lot mm-hmm. where she barely sees me from July on. Yeah. You yep. know, it, so I, it's kind of a give and take at this point. Like, yeah, I like to cat hunt and I will cat hunt. <laughs> yep. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the dogs are probably great. They could probably do it. Yeah. I suck at cat hunting. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, awesome. And, and it's way, mm-hmm. way more work than, than bear hunting with dogs, really? I should say. Huh. More human work, I should okay. say. Um, and it's different from bears. Where bears, you see a track crossing the road. Yeah. If you've got good dogs, mm-hmm. you know, if you got a dog that knows what it's doing, you put down on that track, you can let it go from the road okay. or from a bait. Yeah. And it's going to figure it out. Yeah. Cat hunting, if if you got a cat dog like that, mm-hmm. you got people crawling down your throat asking for puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I... I've seen that happen with other guys, you know, they've got a good cat dog and they're killing, you know, the guide cats and they're yeah. killing 10, 15, 20 cats a year between either Michigan, Wisconsin or Minnesota or whatever. Right. And they, uh, they can't sell enough puppies. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have puppies on the ground, they're sold before they're born. <laughs> you know, bear That's dogs. Awesome. I, I can't say dime a dozen necessarily, yeah. but everybody's got bear dog. Okay. Just yeah. not everybody has good ones. Gotcha. So. That's cool. And, well, as, you know, going back to what we were saying with the the running the little bears. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's it's it gets kind of boring getting outrun. Not not yeah. boring, just frustrating. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like I said, August rolls around. Your dogs are really clicking, starting to run together good, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start treating these these little these mm-hmm. little bears that you're running. Yeah. And then kill season rolls around, and you're intentionally putting down on these big bears. Yeah. Now, I, like I said, you don't want to put down on it in, in training season because, well, you can't legally shoot that bear. Right, exactly. If that bear is is hurting your dogs, killing your dogs, yep. I can't just walk up and pop it in the head and say, yeah. oh, well, there's mm-hmm. another one down, whatever. Right. <laughs> and morally, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and I would say that 99.9% of hound hunters are that same way. Yeah. You, know, you do get some of the old school guys that they will tell you about times back in the 70s or the 80s or whatever where they're running dogs and, and they catch a big bear like that that's chewing dogs up. Yeah. They'll shoot it. Right, exactly. You know, and yep. you just, you don't, you can't do that. Exactly. And that was a different age, though. I mean, back then, bears were basically vermin. Oh, yeah, you, you, know? you could kill a bear s- with your deer license. Oh, yeah, then. you kill a, deer with your, or a bear with your deer license. I mean, nobody cared. They were vermin, yep. you know? Nobody cared. They are like possums. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically within the past, I don't know even how many years, but they've transformed from vermin to Upper Michigan's most prized game animal. You I, know? I agree with that. that <laughs> outside of maybe the elk in some people's eyes, yeah, yeah. You know, Michigan black bear are, are it. Yep. Because you, you know very well as I do, the yep. deer hunting isn't exactly spectacular. <laughs> no. no, exactly. There's, you know, Michigan is an opportunity deer state. You're going to see a lot of deer, but uh, good luck in the... Take what get, you can get. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. probably one of the only places in the country you'll hear, man, 
I shot a monster six point. Yep. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> and actually, I legitimately have shot a monster six point. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, it's a four and a half year old deer that other states would be a hundred fifty inch deer, and yep. here it's like not even a hundred. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My my deer stand is actually just. Okay. Through the woods from camp here. Okay, you know, no so. kidding. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so but we do have good bear hunting. Yes, great. we do. So. I I will agree with that. So. And it, it's been getting better. They've yeah. They've really, maybe not the best in the world. No. But they've managed it quite well. Yeah. In, in my eyes. Yeah, so. I would say so. There's definitely room for argument there from other folks, but. I, at the very least, Michigan is a decent state to hunt bears, yeah. for sure. If you know what you're doing, yeah. or you have somebody that can help you, yeah. you're going to fail your tag if they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And I mean, it, you know, it, it's not... I mean, I've even hunted Canada, um, and I wouldn't... Actually, it's funny. The year I met you out here, I set up a, I set up a bait site here, and then I went to my hunt in Canada. And I was kind of like, man... I think my bait site's better in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was funny, but anyway. So, well, that's oh, that's what's unique about Michigan too. Is we're one of the few, a handful of states mm-hmm. that it is legal to bait and run dogs. Yep. There's only there's us. There's Idaho, Maine. Oh yeah, and Maine, Alaska, and Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. And and I'll tell you right now, like as far as training dogs, mm-hmm. like my baiting, mm-hmm. that that's why. Uh, so so if I were to go to Wisconsin, Wisconsin's yeah. training season opens July first, mm-hmm. and and it's very good. They have a lot of bears. Yeah. But you see an awful lot of out of state guys mm-hmm. training there. Yeah. And that's been something that's been circulating in the news recently. They used to have a Class B license, is what they called it. Yeah. You yep. had to purchase it in order. It's kind of like our no kill tag. Well, no, it's not even that. You and if you wanted to train in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you had to buy this. It's, it was a training permit, is oh, what okay. it was. If okay. you were from out of state, okay. They they did away with that uh, last year, or the year before. Mm-hmm. I heard about that, and I, I'm not sure why they did that because that was a good income for them. Yeah, and and you know maybe maybe turned a few people away a little bit. Right. Um. I I personally have hunted in Wisconsin, trained mm-hmm. in Wisconsin with a couple of good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good running. Yeah. But it's not like here where there's nobody. Yeah. Like when I'm running dogs, mm-hmm. I, I I don't have people crawling all over me. I don't have to worry about cutting somebody's race because I hear a, a pack of dogs running a quarter mile yeah. away. When I was in Wisconsin, it was <laughs> I every every bait spot that I checked, it was they were dogs roaring. Yeah. And yep. my dogs probably would have cut to them, and it would have been an unintentional conflict, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. And not that it would have been a conflict. I mean, I've I've talked to a few guys. I had a when mm-hmm. I was there, I had dogs come out to me mm-hmm. that didn't belong to me, and I so I threw them on my dog box, and mm-hmm. and within ten minutes, somebody drives by, and yeah, like, hey, you you know, your dog came out to me, and and talked to the guys. We kind of somewhat knowing each other through Facebook or whatever, yeah. you know, yep. because and, and they're good people, you know, and they're yeah. helpful. Like, hey, we got another one running. Come join us. Yeah. Okay. But that's the difference between Michigan and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan, their training season opens up on the 8th of July. Yep. We can't bait till August. Yeah. Yep. And that it, it is easier to run with mm-hmm. bait. Yeah. That being said, in Michigan, mm-hmm. especially this particular area here, mm-hmm. 
a rig dog mm-hmm. is almost essential. Really? And Interesting. It, I, I should say it's hard to make a rig dog. Mm-hmm. It's hard to to know what a dog is rigging because it's all gravel. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the, the surrounding areas. Everywhere around this area, it seems like, has sand. Yeah. And there are very few sand roads here. It's all gravel. Mm-hmm. So that that aspect of it, I've got very good rig dogs. Okay. I've got I've, every dog in my box, I believe them. If they bark, mm-hmm. I believe it is a bear. Yeah. And they, they have yet to prove me wrong. Wow. How did you get them to that point? Did they, did they just naturally have it or... Every dog will naturally have it, I, I believe, mm-hmm. and and I, I can't speak for all houndsmen. Okay. I should say I should yeah. point that out right now. Yeah. I, I'm not speaking for every single houndsman. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for me personally on, right. on everything that we're talking. Yeah. About. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But what happened? My my dad, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of my cousins and stuff. They, but my dad specifically, he he probably had rig dogs and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, his his dog box setup. You see a lot of the guys where they got the over the rail of the, yeah. of the truck and the heads are poking out on either yep. side. That's what you would call a, a rigging box. Okay. And my dad didn't do that. He built one that was like stacked, you know, three holes on top, two holes on the bottom, and the dogs okay. just had their own little hole that they could go in and snuggle up in with some straw. Yeah. And if they barked in the box, he'd yell at them to shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, if you didn't <laughs> see a bear track, but where you know in in, yeah. in uh, Luzerne there, I mean it's. It's sand. Yeah. So if they're barking, you know, you better be able to see a bear track if they're barking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here, I, the the day that I got rig dogs, Mm -hmm. it literally was an overnight thing. Okay. I was kind of that same aspect. They're barking in the box. Shut up, you know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I, on my jig dog, Mm -hmm. he, he let out this, like, Out of the box, like uh-huh. he smelled something he really wanted to bark about, uh-huh. but he wasn't sure if he was gonna get yelled at. Uh huh. And I stopped, and and all of a sudden, two or three more of them started barking, piping, and he started mm-hmm. barking, and and I'm looking down on the road, and all I see is is a deer track, and it's an obviously old deer track. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. I shouldn't do this. I am gonna be, I am gonna be electrocuting dogs here pretty quick. <laughs> Cut loose mm-hmm. a couple of dogs, and the whole time I'm I'm just sweating. I'm like, oh, they're gonna come across with an eight point or something, and, and I'm gonna be so mad. And just and it was actually just down the road here, right at the county line. Yeah, I'm sitting there waiting for this deer to come running out, <laughs> and and I will be damned if if a not just a bear but a decent bear uh-huh. come running across the road. No kidding. And the dogs were less than a minute behind it. Wow. That's and, awesome. And you could not see a bear track. I mean, this this bear, mm-hmm. in my to my best estimation, was hundred or two hundred and fifty ish pounds. Okay. Yeah. Bear run across Highway forty five. Mm-hmm. Dump more dogs to it. The other dogs come out, went across, and wound up treeing it within twenty minutes. Yeah. So from that point on, I started trusting. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes to to knowing your dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got friends that I hunt with that. They have rig dogs. Yeah. But they'll rig anything. Mm-hmm. They'll rig coyotes. Oh, they'll rig wolves. Okay. <laughs> they'll, rig, they'll rig bear. They'll rig yeah. deer. Yeah. So you you can't you can't trust it necessarily to say, oh yeah, that's a bear. Yeah. In, in my personal case, I trust them a hundred percent, and they have yet to prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, any mistake that's happened, mm-hmm. 
is because they went the wrong way on it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that kind of messes with your day because they, it's not like they go 100 yards and figure it out necessarily because it's yeah. just as hot going one way as it is the other if it's a hot enough track. Yeah. And maybe the bear just crossed within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe it was an hour. Mm-hmm. The, the older the track, the quicker they'll figure it out. But, yeah. you know, if the bear just crossed 20 minutes ago, they're going to they're gonna burn mm-hmm. going the other way. And they might go 1,000 yards, a half a mile <laughs> before they start petering out. And all of a sudden, yeah. they, they're they're just doing small circles and, uh-huh. and going into a cold trailing mode. Yeah. Where if you go the other way, I mean, they, they leave the road cold. screaming and it never stops. Yeah. So. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. So do you ever, like... Um, uh, are are you? Do you ever just like stop and look for tracks on the road? Oh yeah. Okay. That was that was what we grew up doing. Okay, gotcha. Um, like I said, in, in the sand road country, mm-hmm. uh, okay. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You you drive around until you find a track, and mm-hmm. and depending on who's hunting with you, you, you find one and say, yeah. hey, I've got a track over here. You know, why don't you guys come on over and and see if we can't start it? Or mm-hmm. and 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 bear tracks themselves. I'm sure you've seen plenty of them where oh, yeah. you can kind of tell when one's fresher or one's yeah, older. Oh, yeah, for sure. When they're fresh, fresh, you can you can still see, like, the creases in the pads yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. and usually the dogs are going to go nuts when oh, they get there. Yeah. But you get an older track, you know, it's uh-huh. maybe some wind's blowing on it or whatever, mm-hmm. so the, those creases aren't quite there. You can't really judge it necessarily. That bear might have been there eight hours ago. Yeah. Or, or longer, for that matter. So right. it's that's what we used to do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in, in, in the country where I, I grew up hunting in, in Luzerne, it, mm-hmm. when I first was hunting, it was, it was maybe my family and, and well, four other groups. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, there's no there's no obvious boundaries, you know, yeah. like it's it's all national forest. It was all yep. the, the Huron National Forest yep. there for me. Um, you know, nobody owns anything, obviously. Right. So exactly. Public land. It's kind of a deal. Like if if you want to check that road, well, you got to beat me there. <laughs> get, get up earlier yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yep. You know. That's awesome. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, uh, no. So with the you, you find a, a sand track, you check all these sand roads. Yeah. You know, and and you're you're eventually going to find a, a bear track. You know, yeah. you might put on a hundred miles to find it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that the bear density in the lower peninsula is way less mm-hmm. than it is up here and, and right. i'm sure that a lot of people would would uh concur with me on oh, that yeah um yeah, definitely i mean i'm gonna rabbit trail here a little bit so we're talking about elk i drew a michigan elk tag this last mm-hmm. year and all the while i'm like i'm walking through some terrain and i'm like man this is good bear country wonder if there's any bear sign here that, did Didn't you go to that anything. pigeon river area uh yeah i went in there yeah uh, i went to play I, I was looking for elk and i was like oh there's got to be some bears here there is <laughs> oh i figured there's some there's some there wasn't a whole lot of sign though yeah and then there was other areas i'm like this has got to be there's got to be bears here there's there's blackberries here it's thick this yep. is like bears oh yeah never saw some sign <laughs> you know and the thing is you'll you'll see down there there's a lot of jack pines yeah yeah which jack yep. pines love sand yeah and to, to um it around here what that means when you jack pine they're like a smaller pine species and they're associated with like sand and blueberries yeah oh yeah so dry dry conditions dry. typically yeah yep. so and, and forest them. fires for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which leads to blueberries and, and thick morales. cover. Yeah, and morales, that too. <laughs> that too. So um, 
So there's that. Like I said, we yeah. drive. You drive around until you find a track, and and if you've got a, that's a, a situation where it's better to have more people in your group because mm-hmm. if you've got four or five trucks out looking for tracks, well, mm-hmm. you know, you're all hitting the best areas at the best time of day. Where yeah. you know, if I'm by myself, I'm hitting the best areas. Maybe I might get the first one myself, but yeah. I'm going through another area that somebody's probably already checked once, if not twice. Yeah. You know, another group. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at here. That was that was a huge reason why I moved up here mm-hmm. was uh, was the bear hunting. Okay. Yep. Like I said, I I, I ran my <laughs> career too, around around bear hunting. <laughs> it just so happens that I could get a job mm-hmm. just about anywhere, and, yeah. and I wanted to live here. Yeah. And going back to my dad getting cancer, that was kind of the what lit the fire under my butt to mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm gonna go live where I want to live and and be happy. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, Coincidentally, up to that point, I, I met my fiance mm-hmm. in, in Bruce Crossing. Okay. Yep. So that's cool. That, that's awesome. all the more reason to move on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got a lady. Got a job in bears. Yep. I'm the same way. I, I'm not actually originally from up here either. So I'm originally from uh, the northern Thumb area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, um, basically, I got the service, and uh, my wife was going to school up in Marquette. And I followed her up here, and I'd gotten to bear hunting while I was up here, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't want to leave." And exactly. I got a, I it's too, hard. <laughs> I, I, too, I too got a job up here, it, you know, the, a job that you could get pretty much anywhere, and I was like, "I want to stay here." So that's what I did. Yep. So, oh yeah. <laughs> but and, and I, but in the in, while I was going to school, basically, I became a fanatic bait, bear hunter, you know, over bait, but uh, which is kind of rare in Michigan. I don't think there's too many like hardcore like I bait bears. Oh yeah. yeah well, that's, it goes to the, the master baiter thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And for sure, I, I love baiting bears. I mean, even yep. if even if I didn't run dogs, mm-hmm. I would be a bear hunter. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I love. I love everything bears. about it. I I love it's getting you in the woods. Yep. Exactly. You know, it, it's just another reason to be mm-hmm. out there. Exactly. Yep. And with the hounds, I mean. I've seen so much country up here that probably hasn't been seen in 100 oh, years. Oh, yeah. You know, since yep. they logged it in, at the turn of the century. Yep. You see things that just the average person either doesn't have the mm-hmm. time or ambition to go explore in the middle of these swamps and, mm-hmm. and these great big sections of woods. And yep. Not that I necessarily have the ambition or, or whatever to get in there. You're but, pulled there from yeah, something else. Yeah, now i got to go walk a mile in the woods to get a dog that is, is doing something, oh, you know, yeah. whether it's treed bear or yep. trashed out on a coon or, or yep. something, you know. it's you, you have a you have something that's making you go there one way or the other. And, oh, yeah. And you see some cool stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, I mean, the West UP here, I mean, it is... A magical place. I mean, where we're at well, right the, now. The is, whole UP. I mean, it really is. Yep. Yep. It's the, and it's so there's some diverse areas. I oh mean, yeah. The western UP and and the eastern UP are, are kind of alike. Mm-hmm. A lot of lowland swamps, rolling hills. Yep. You get to the Marquette area. Yeah. Uh, or even around Munising. Yep. Munising is a little bit more rugged. I've, yep. I've hunted there quite a bit with some friends. Okay. Uh, How's you, the bear hunting up there? Oh, it's good. Is it? Yeah. It's good. It's just as good as here, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've hunted up north of Marquette. I've never actually you know, like kill season hunted, but a train there. I've okay. got a couple of really good friends that have they have a camp up north of Marquette, mm-hmm. and it's rugged. Yeah, it's, it's oh here at mountains. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. That's I awesome. mean, I went up there and ran one day, and we we run. Oh, his camp is how oh, you know ten miles north of Marquette or whatever, yeah. and it's you leave camp and it's all sand. You're looking, you're in blueberry country. Mm-hmm. You're looking for for bears. Yep, and you're finding bears oh, right yeah. there. 
Uh, but we ran one from his camp right around there and mm-hmm. ran it all the way up to Big Bay. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's rough. Yeah. You know, oh, and, yeah. and that line kind of runs all the way further into the west, northwestern UP, mm-hmm. all the way into the Porcupine Mountains. Yep. Yep. You know, it's it's kind of including the Keweenaw Peninsula. Oh yeah. Too. Yep. yep. And I've never I've never run up there. Okay. I, I do have friends that I know that do run there, and, yep. and it's it's rugged though. Yeah. You know. That's one of my, that's my favorite place to bait hunt. So it's up there. Yeah. And so. I gotta imagine that shuts off early. <laughs> uh, well, no. Um, <laughs> what ends up happening? All right, I'm gonna spill my some secrets here. So <clears throat> what ends up happening up there? Is there's the the Keweenaw Peninsula, the whole peninsula really. It kind of is one big long like mountain range, and up in the highlands there's all red oak. And what happens is bears migrate from other places to go up to those acorns. So if there's acorns happening, you'll go from you know you you've got five bears there early season berry season whatever mm-hmm. once those acorns start dropping you'll get 20 bears showing just random bears showing up all the way through and october that makes perfect sense too and so. i mean it's as long as there's acorns it is a killer place to hunt mm-hmm. if there's acorns yeah <laughs> last last year there was no acorns i mean it was still a good hunt and I, and I did well but it wasn't previous years where it was like you know, there's 20 bears fighting for your bait pile. Right, right. <laughs> and they're coming in at all times of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I've shot a bear um, at 8 o'clock in the morning over bait up there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming in all times of day. Oh, yeah. So, And that's, well, when we can legally start baiting here, it's, mm-hmm. uh, that's what's nice, you know, with the dogs. Say, say mm-hmm. you go out, if you do get a, a short race, you, mm-hmm. the bear only runs three or four miles in trees. You might go back to that same bait that you just started off of, yeah. and it's already hit again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's that's, awesome. that's kind of how it is in Wisconsin. They'll go out if they don't have a bait hit. Yeah, well, they'll just go around and start rechecking them, and something <laughs> something has hit it. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's just the the density of the bears. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. There's places in Wisconsin some big bears too. So. Actually, probably the biggest bear I've ever personally seen was in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, I don't. I can't remember exactly where it was. I was coming back from Green Bay or something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it just ran across the road in front of me. Mm-hmm. Must I, I want to say like Pelican Lake area or, okay. or whatnot? But the bear, I, I, and this is a slight exaggeration, maybe, but the mm-hmm. bear's feet were still touching the white line, and his nose was touching the yellow line in the center. Wow! And I, if I had to put a weight on it, I'd say he was well over 500 pounds. Yeah. And this was this was June. Yeah. When I saw that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Basically a 500 pound spring bear, mm-hmm. which means, you know, especially with the good food in Wisconsin, that's a six to 700 pound bear in the fall. Yep. That's insane. That is a huge, huge bear. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody killing that one yet, sir. No, or killing a bear no. that big around that I've, area, but. Yeah. So I've heard rumors of, of bears um, in the northeast corner of Wisconsin there. And maybe it's a rumor, but I've heard of people finding tracks that are nine-inch wide pads. I uh, there was, I think the biggest bear in Wisconsin killed. It was either last year or the year before. It was mm-hmm. almost seven hundred pounds. Okay. Or it was oh. over six hundred. Yeah. It was a big bear. Yeah. And, you know, and it was it was somebody. There's a lot of farm fields over oh, there. Oh yeah. Yep. And they're. You get those corn-fed bears like yep. that, and they just get big. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, you, if you go down to the Carolinas or, or mm-hmm. Virginias, and I, I know hound hunters down there, that they run cornfields. Yeah. It might only be 10, 15, maybe 20 acres at the most, mm-hmm. specifically for bear. 
Wow. They're not, they're not harvesting it. Yeah, they'll deer hunt off of it, too. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> yeah. And I've seen pictures of, you know, you see a, a cornfield or, or a whatever mm-hmm. rye field or whatever. Yeah. And there's five, six bears out there. Like, you would see, <laughs> you know, a, a herd of deer around yeah, here. That's out hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was stationed in the military in North Carolina, and um, we'd go into these thick places. And, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought... There's no bears in North Carolina. It's only like a northern thing, right? And so we're going in training in these like thick swamps and stuff. And I, I went to bed at night going, there's no bear. I mean, this looks like a bear place, but there's no bears. There's no bears in North Carolina. Turns out there's some really big bears yes, specifically in that area. Oh, yeah. Were you along the coast? The coast <laughs> yeah. of the coast? Yeah, that's exactly oh, where it was. North, North Carolina <laughs> coast. That, that's kind of a bucket list for me to hunt someday because yeah. there are... There are big bears, you yeah. know, and, and yep. that friend of mine that gave me my first plot, he's he's from the mountains okay. in North Carolina, but he said, you want to shoot some big bears down there, you got to go down to the coast. That's cool. And yep. they are constantly killing five, 600, 700-pound black bears like they're nothing, you know. They don't even bat a guy <laughs> at it. That's crazy. I mean, it's a big deal. It's oh, a big yeah, bear no sure. matter where you're at, yep. especially for a black bear, but oh, yeah. it's common down yeah. there you know? that's what's funny because like you don't think of north carolina as a place i mean you know i lived in north carolina for four years basically and nobody talked about this is like the place to go kill bears mm-hmm. <laughs> right now well so. well and like i said i we were talking earlier um uh, when i went down to the american plot association three days in tennessee mm-hmm. it's i mean that's right on the north carolina border yeah and and there are a lot of bear hunters that are are local from there mm-hmm uh, not this year, but the last year, mm-hmm. as they were setting up for the event, yeah, there was a bear that walked right through the grounds. You know, <laughs> you know they said awesome. it wasn't a very big bear, but, right? But and this still. is in March. Wow, you know, bears are—they're still sleeping. They haven't even hit snooze yet. Here. No, exactly. So exactly. But, That's a good way to put it. Like April time frame to hit snooze. That's like, funny. Like right now, they're just. They're moving now. Yeah, they're moving. But now. they just started. Moving. Yeah, exactly. Like I just started finding tracks and, and mm-hmm. you know on what little sand roads I can find. Yeah. And pretty soon here, we're, I'm gonna have a dog box loaded up in the truck and, and start rig practicing. Yeah. Where you know I have no intentions of letting any dogs loose, but you drive around and and uh, let your dogs try and smell the bears to rig strike. Yeah. You know you pet them up real good, give them mm-hmm. positive reinforcement. And, okay. You know, and That's they probably cool. hate you because you don't let them go. Right, exactly. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a thing that you get them, get them used to it. Mm-hmm. Get them ready because come July, yeah. you're going to get let go. Yep. And, so, okay, so something that I just thought of with that. So I always hear that, that um, it, it's, you know, you train hounds and you, you don't kill bears during training season. But later on, it's like they need to see a bear killed. Is that true? So training puppies. Okay. This this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my friend that came up with, with me and hunted, mm-hmm. um, he had a lot of younger dogs. Mm-hmm. I had I had a few young dogs mm-hmm. that they 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 hadn't been very experienced on seeing bears. You know, they're mm-hmm. in, in my case, obviously, I'm, I'm running smaller bears, so they don't get to catch very many of them. Yeah. Now, if you're running big bears all the time, yeah, you, you catch more of them where they mm-hmm. where they sit, fight, and bay. Yeah. But like I said, you're, you're asking for problems. Yeah. The best way for a, a younger dog to experience a bear is mm-hmm. is when it's dead. Yeah. You know, if, if you can get them into a bear tree, mm-hmm. let them see that bear get shot and fall out of the tree. Okay. Let them be able to touch it, mm-hmm. bite it without 
without the negative consequences yeah. of getting swatted or bit okay. by the bear themselves. Okay. That can that can make a dog. Okay. It, it, it and then that's not true for for everybody. I mean, right. some some breeds just have it, mm-hmm. or, or some lines of dogs just have it. They yeah. there doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. But in in my personal mind, my personal experience, you can feed. The more the more dead bears you can feed mm-hmm. a, a puppy, yeah. And by feed, I don't mean that it's gonna yeah, actually literally eat, <laughs> eat. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But the more that you can get to them, the better experience they're gonna have. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna be real skittish of that first one. Okay. They're gonna oh my god, you know they yeah. might be barking at it, but they're not getting anywhere near it. Yeah. By the third or fourth one, they're they're in there grabbing fur and, and shaking the bear. Okay. You know, and, and and that was the case with my buddy and me this year is mm-hmm. is. We had a lot of younger dogs that are two years old and younger that mm-hmm. maybe haven't seen many bears in their lifetime, um, and we we shot out seven bears to them. Mm-hmm. So, in, in that particular experience, I, I had my younger female that uh, she she got beat up. Mm-hmm. We had a, a, a bigger bear the very last day of training season. It was the first uh-huh. bear that we caught, okay. and it was it was a rig. Yeah, I had no idea what I was putting down on. Uh-huh. Put down on it with one dog, and and it took forever to jump. Mm-hmm. So it to you know maybe it wasn't an actual rig. I don't know. Yeah. Because it took the dog almost two hours to jump the bear. Okay. And once he got it jumped, mm-hmm. you know we got we saw the bear cross the road, put more dogs down on it. Yeah. And it wound up being a bigger bear, mm-hmm. you know, pushing three hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, they caught it, mm-hmm. and he sat and fought. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what happened because they they caught it again and mm-hmm. i mean if you if you were to go onto my my dog's facebook page there mm-hmm. there's a video of of this bear just sitting under a tree mm-hmm. he he has <laughs> dogs chained back he has no yeah. reason to to stay there right he's just sitting there he's just tired he's wow but i mean he could have left at any time that he wanted to wow and what happened was that first time that he bait up mm-hmm. that pup got in there and, and he put the womp on her okay you know oh. and, and I didn't realize it at that point because she she left, maybe not left the race, but fell way behind. Yeah. Came out. Uh, the bear had paralleled the road, mm-hmm. only maybe 50 yards off the road. She came out to the road at that point. Yeah. As I was walking into where the dogs had the bear bait up, mm-hmm. I saw her running down the road towards me. She got in there and didn't want anything to do with that bear. Huh. So I I wasn't sure because that was the first experience she'd ever had like that. Okay. And I wasn't sure what happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to encourage her. I'm petting her up. I'm setting her in front of me, you know, with the yeah. bear. The bear is sitting me to the staircase away, if okay. not closer. Yeah. Which is, yeah. for you people listening, it's only like <laughs> 10 feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just trying to encourage her, and she doesn't even want to look at it. Oh, wow. So I wasn't sure what I had on my hands at that point. But I, so I finally, I scared the bear out of there. Yeah. Got all the dogs, got back to the truck. And as I picked her up. To put her in the dog box, she started squealing. Oh! And I look at her; she's full of holes. <laughs> oh no! And not bad. I mean, yeah. she was perfectly fine. They were just yeah, little, artificial wounds. Yeah, maybe yeah. you know, little quarter inch cuts where the claws dug in just yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Uh, so, and you know, light bulb clicks on right there. I'm like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. And fortunately, it was the last day of of training season. We mm-hmm. had time to to take off, heal heal dogs up that mm-hmm. had any kind of injuries. Yep. And fortunately, I, I, I've made it through a lot of years, knock on wood, mm-hmm. where I haven't had to go to the vet for anything. Yeah. I mean, I wound up going to the vet this year on that mm-hmm. that big bear that we killed. Yeah. Yep. 
which is we'll get into maybe yeah. later. But yeah, I want to hear that story for sure. Um, but it wasn't anything that needed going to the vet. Yeah, like I, I have quite the extensive medical mm-hmm. kit. Obviously, I told you I was an RN, and yeah. we get a lot of throw out stuff that you know mm-hmm. stuff that's one time use. Yeah, you know, a staple gun that. Yeah, it got used for two staples, and it's got 30 other staples in it. So uh-huh. I'm going to clean it up and take it home. Yeah. But uh, gave her the time off. Mm-hmm. I didn't put her in on, on the first race for the, the first bear that we killed during, during uh, kill season. Mm-hmm. I brought her into the tree, <clears throat> and, you know, she was at the tree. She was excited about being at the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, when, and with hounds... When you, you get a bear tree that you're going to harvest, the bear, mm-hmm. you put your dogs on the leads, you chain them back a ways, mm-hmm. and, and ideally it's it's there's either going to be a downhill slope or, or flat. Yeah. You're going to want to maybe horseshoe your dogs around that tree mm-hmm. on the higher ground. Okay. And bear, and it's not always true, but mm-hmm. most of the time they'll, they'll hit the ground and want to go low, you know, even yeah. if they're shot, they're going to go to the lowest point to run, mm-hmm. and they want to get away from the dogs. Yeah. So we, we had shot the bear out, and as I had told you earlier, she was real apprehensive. Mm-hmm. She was she was very mad at that bear. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like she yep. was barking at it, but she didn't want to get anywhere near it. Okay. Second bear comes around. Mm-hmm. You kill that one. Her She realized that, okay, well, that bear, that first bear didn't beat me up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can get a little closer to this one. And she run up and, and nip the dead bear. Okay. You know, nip it with her teeth and back off. Nip yeah. Nip it with her teeth and back off. Mm-hmm. Third bear, full blown right in there, shaking okay. the bear. You know, awesome. and, and and a bad experience can ruin a dog. Yeah, you know, a bad if that had happened first day of training season, mm-hmm. I might not have got that dog back. Oh wow, you know, back mm-hmm. to being confident enough. And it's it's confidence is what it is. Yeah, okay. they they might have got beat up, and it's a bad experience, and that's in the back of their head all the time. Yeah. You put your dogs in on the the very best situations that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to be more, you know, better for the wear. Yeah. You know, you keep pounding your dog into bad situations, and, and it's not going to turn out good for you one way mm-hmm. or the other. You're either going to ruin pups mm-hmm. or have a really good dog mm-hmm. laid up or dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not anything that any hound hunter wants. No, of course not. You know. Um, so that's that's kind of how that goes, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and training puppies. Ugh. Everybody's got their opinion on it. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that'll tell you you don't put a pup on a bear at a unless they're over a year old. And mm-hmm. I, I if they want to go, in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put them on one that I know is gonna bay up and start right. banging up dogs. But if they're trailing, if it's if I'm getting outrun and I know I'm getting outrun, yeah. I'll throw them in. Okay. If they're six months old mm-hmm. and want to go, mm-hmm. they've got the determination to go. They might only go 100 yards. Right. They might only go 500 yards and come back. Mm-hmm. You know, just positive reinforcement. Good dog, okay. good dog. And eventually, yeah. they're going to go further and further and further. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by, say, you know, it's July and that pup's six months old. By you know, September, they're, well, eight, nine months old. Yeah. And they're they're getting experience. Mm-hmm. They, they have that... Uh, they have a little bit of know-how. They know how to use their nose. Mm-hmm. They're keeping up with with your more experienced dogs. Yeah. And they're making bear trees. Okay. You know, maybe like I said, you don't want them to experience a, a bait up bear that's going to fight necessarily because, yeah. like I said, you could ruin a dog. But right. it happens. Mm-hmm. And if it does happen, where you get a, a younger dog that gets that gets hurt, mm-hmm. give them time. Yeah. 
You know, you got to positive reinforcement. Keep putting them in good situations. You know, if you know it's going to turn to crap, don't put mm-hmm. them in there. Right. You know, <clears throat> it's just, you, like I said, you, you'll you'll be thanking yourself later. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Very, very interesting. 